BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ever thought about owning a piece of history? Introducing the Newt Gingrich contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition silver coin celebrates the historic Republican victory in 1994, marking a turning point in American politics. Give a gift with real historical weight this season. Order now at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, this is Newt. Because of the coronavirus, I am currently staying at home in Rome, where my wife serves as the United States Ambassador to the Holy See. She's leading the embassy in dealing with all the different changes being brought about by the pandemic. To bring you this episode this week, I'm recording from my home, so you may notice a difference in audio quality. On this episode of Newt's World, We are exploring the plan to reopen America for business. And I am delighted that we have as a guest, someone who is helping design that plan and who has a lifetime of being dedicated to economic growth with more jobs, better take-home pay, and more prosperity. And that is Larry Kudlow. I started working with Larry Kudlow back in the Reagan years when he was one of the pioneers of what's called supply-side economics. The idea that you can focus on incentives to create more wealth, more jobs, more opportunities, and it worked for Ronald Reagan and for the first three years under Donald Trump. It was astonishingly successful. Only when the pandemic hit was it slowed down. And Larry Kudlow's job is to get us back to that kind of economic growth. Larry Kudlow serves as assistant to the president for economic policy and director of the National Economic Council. He leads the coordination of President Donald J. Trump's domestic and global economic policy agenda. As a friend of many, many years, it is a great delight to welcome Larry Kudlow to chat with us about the economy. Thank you for doing this. So I want to go back to the beginning because I think people, particularly younger people, do not realize how central you have been to the whole rise of supply-side economics and both the great achievement of Reagan and then the follow-on great achievement of Trump. So 
Let me just ask you for a minute, because we've actually never had this conversation. How did you become convinced that the whole lower taxes, less regulation, more incentives model was superior to what had been the sort of dominant Keynesian model? What was that process in your own life? Well, it was a bunch of things going back many years ago into the 70s. I was trained, first of all, as a historian. Second of all, at the Woodrow Wilson School at Princeton, I did economics and politics. And you're taught the Keynesian models. But as a grad student, I watched the economy fall apart in the early 1970s with high inflation and high unemployment. And frankly, started doing a lot of independent reading of people like Friedrich Hayek and Joseph Schumpeter and Thomas Sowell and Milton Friedman. And I was at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York learning about monetary policy and bumped into Art Laffer and Jack Kemp and Robert Bartley. I don't know, sometime in the mid-70s. I used to do some speech writing for William Simon, former Treasury Secretary, and got very caught up in what we now call the supply-side revolution because we should have stable money and stable prices, but so-called Keynesian aggregate demand did not work, probably caused inflation. And I realized you have to produce in order to consume. You have to invest in order to create jobs. You can't have a good job without strong businesses. So the incentive model was something I worked on. I was a Wall Street economist in those days at Bear Stearns and really became focused on marginal tax rates and the Laffer curve. That's kind of how I progressed. And then I wound up in the Reagan administration. And it seems to me that the policies that you and Jack Kemp and others advocated, which were revolutionary at the time, they worked so well. I think what's interesting in your career is you lived through making it work once in the 80s in an extraordinary recovery from the lack of economic growth that we were caught up in under Carter. Then you come back again and the same policies executed by President Trump with you as part of the chief economic team lead to the best level of unemployment in modern American history. I mean, it's astonishing. And then, of course, we get clobbered. I'm sure you were like I was, looking forward to the election. Everything was moving in the right direction. The economy was fabulous. And then, boom, now we have to defeat this virus, get over the pandemic, and in the process, take real risks with the economy. And part of the reason I'm going to talk to you is the White House has released their guidelines for opening up America again is somehow getting us not falling into sort of the Pelosi-Obama trap, but rather getting back to the principled approach that you and President Trump had taken. And I was really curious to get your thoughts about how you see over the next five or six months establishing a really high innovation, high incentive, production-oriented American economy again. So the virus throws this enormous tragic hardship monkey wrench into everything. So we have to deal with that. And 
hopefully as the numbers continue to improve and we have put out our guidelines from the doctors and working with the states and all the rest, we are moving towards a reopening of the economy. I think, Newt, the key point here is this thought. The first tranche of assistance to the economy, which is undergoing a major contraction across the board, but it's all a function of the virus. And so we want to stabilize things. We tried to stabilize things with a number of rescue packages to help ordinary folks and small businesses, middle businesses deal with the unemployment consequences, cash and liquidity and deferring taxes and even forbearance or deferring payments on mortgages or student loans. All of that, I don't regard that as stimulus per se. I just regard that as helping folks get through, just trying to stabilize. In some cases, folks needed some cash assistance just for daily needs. I mean, a lot of them were stuck at home and we wanted to make sure they got paid. We wanted to cover all those vulnerabilities. Now, as we look ahead, and we are in a policy planning process here with my colleagues, the whole team at NEC, CEA, Treasury, and so forth with the president and the new chief, Mark Meadows. Newt, I want to return to the tax and regulatory incentives. I want to return to a growth model that will spur the economy, resume the tremendous economic growth we had just at the beginning of this year. I mean, we were growing at 3% in January and February. But the point is, I need an incentive model of growth that will emphasize a number of things, but it will cover regulatory reforms, tax reforms, infrastructure reforms, broadband 5G type reforms, really across the board, things that will A, revive the animal spirits, B, make sure there are ample incentives for inventiveness and creativity and entrepreneurship. I'm a great follower of Joseph Schumpeter's Gales of Creative Destruction. And That's where Donald Trump was back in 2015 when our team started helping him. Those are his instincts, and we want to continue along that path. It succeeded once during the Trump years. I believe it can succeed a second time after we've dealt with all these virus and health-related problems. Health and safety has got to be first. No question about that. No question. But now we move into the economic reopening stage. I'm still a supply-sider, Newt, and we're looking for what I would call supply-side policies. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I've always been a strong believer in the importance of investing wisely. That's why I've personally invested in Legacy Precious Metals. At Legacy Precious Metals, they're not leaving your financial future to chance. They're on a mission to help you secure your financial future post-retirement. In partnership with them, 
I am thrilled to announce the launch of the Newt Gingrich contract with America Coin. This limited edition coin is made of one ounce of 99.99% fine silver, commemorating the historic moment when, against all odds, we balanced the budget for the last time in U.S. history. This coin isn't just an investment. It's a piece of our nation's history. And now you can own it. As the holiday season approaches, it's the perfect gift. You can purchase yours today by calling 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043. Or order online at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. You and I have discussed recently the notion that 100% expensing would be unbelievably powerful in getting us into a permanently innovative and investing society that could compete anywhere in the world. Can you explain for me why you believe so deeply that that kind of a strategy would be powerful? Yes, sure. 100% expensing just means businesses can write off their investments immediately. So whether it's plant, equipment, structures, buildings, research and development, intellectual property, all these things bolster investment incentives. You're lowering the cost of capital and you're basically providing inducements so that business is willing to invest between 100% expensing, that is immediate write-offs of investment, and the drop in the corporate tax rate from 35 to 21 spurred a boom. It lowers the cost of capital. It increases the rate of return after tax. So to use Art Laffer's phrase, you tax something less, you get more of it. And those businesses create massive jobs at high wages. It turns out it was the middle income blue collar worker or lower wage earners who did the best in Trump's first three years plus as a consequence of the combination 
of wide-scale business write-offs and expensing and lower tax rates. By the way, not just for large companies, but for small companies as well. And although Democrats were in denial about this, the reality was it was the median and lower wage earners who far outstripped in terms of growth of wages the upper end. So we had a boom, we had an increase in plant and equipment and inventions and entrepreneurship, increase in technology and intellectual property, and that created massive jobs and lower unemployment across the board. We also induced an energy boom with deregulation. All right, that may be getting crushed now temporarily because of the collapse of demand because of the virus, but it will come back. And frankly, better trade deals too to protect American intellectual property and open up markets. So listen, these are very similar to what Ronald Reagan did. You know, I do this once every 35 years. By the way, I wrote a book about this, very similar to what John F. Kennedy did back in the early 60s, from Kennedy to Reagan to Trump. And I think there's no reason why we shouldn't continue these supply-side, market-oriented, incentive-minded policies to recover from the pandemic. So health and safety first, but as we reopen, I don't want to just keep writing checks, although that was important to stabilize folks. I want to restore the incentive model, Newt, and really let those animal spirits rip. You mentioned, I think, on Fox Business, May would be a really important transition month. What do you mean by that, and how do you see it evolving? In view of the guidelines from our health experts, and in view of the improving data, I don't want to be in the prediction business, but I will just say, as we are talking today, new cases of the virus have come way, way down. The infection rate was rising new back in mid-March at about 40, 45%. It's now down to, I think, 3 or 4%. And the mortality rate has come way, way down too. So we issued a bunch of guidelines regarding surveillance testing and diagnostic testing and temperature taking and best practices with washing up and cleansing and things of that sort. And observing that, if you have a declining trajectory of cases within a 14-day period, you begin to look into opening what's called phase one. And I think in some states, Newt, that's going to come by May 1st. We should get most of the states and the country will be moving towards a reopening. May will be a transition from the shut-in to the reopening. It won't happen all at once, but it will happen gradually. That is assuming there's no rebound in the volume of cases. So we are moving ahead. We're replenishing some of the successful stabilization programs like the small business loans, but we want to look down the road and see if we can't take steps to make sure we have an incentive model of economic growth. I don't want it to rely on big government I wanted to rely on the creative capabilities of American men and women in new businesses and small businesses and so forth. That's what we want. If it pays to work more after tax, if it pays to invest more after tax, people will do so. That's what the supply side model says. That's what the Lapper curb says. And one of the great things with President Trump, in this crisis, he has partnered with the private sector individual companies have helped us enormously in virtually every area, whether it's development of therapies and medicines and vaccines, the distribution 
of various medical equipment and the testing procedures. All the companies have come into the White House. We just had a series of probably close to 200 people from private business advising the president on what to do in terms of promoting health and safety and economic growth ahead. So rather than a government top-down command and control model, and look, government's got to play a role in these crises. Nonetheless, much of what's going on is coming out of the private sector. That is a uniquely Trumpian idea because, of course, he's a former businessman. And I think that's very important, and I think the same principles will apply as we move forward on the economy. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I've always been a strong believer in the importance of investing wisely. That's why I've personally invested in legacy precious metals. At Legacy Precious Metals, they're not leaving your financial future to chance. They're on a mission to help you secure your financial future post-retirement. In partnership with them, I'm thrilled to announce the launch of the Newt Gingrich contract with America Coin. This limited edition coin is made of one ounce of 99.99% fine silver, commemorating the historic moment when, against all odds, we balanced the budget for the last time in U.S. history. This coin isn't just an investment. It's a piece of our nation's history. And now you can own it. As the holiday season approaches, it's the perfect gift. You can purchase yours today by calling 866 484 4043. That's 866-484-4043. Or order online at silvercoin.com. That's silvercoin.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. -O. 
Chris DeMuth, the former head of American Enterprise Institute, wrote a very interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal and said, this is the first national crisis that he thinks in American history, where the president's response has been to trust the American people, to trust the private enterprise system, to decentralize out of Washington rather than centralizing through relying on the governors. It was yeah. a really, I thought, very important article describing Trump's reliance on citizen leadership over bureaucratic control. Yeah, I thought Chris was spot on. Chris had the office next door to me in OMB 35 years ago, <laughs> and he's a brilliant guy. That's kind of what I was getting at. We want public-private partnerships, government-private partnerships, and of course, we do respect federalism. So all these things, I think, have helped promote a very strong campaign. There is nobody who expected the exponential crushing growth of this coronavirus. The president has moved rapidly in the face of criticisms, but he's been a good leader. Now, I remember we had Rose Garden ceremony a few weeks ago. We had Walmart and Target and these biotech companies knew it. it was really something. And, you know, creating the masks and the ventilators and, you know, shifting production in some of these big companies like GM and Ford and 3M, that's never been done before. So that's a really important aspect of this. Chris Muth is right. And I'm just saying going forward, as we plan for the economy, I don't see why those very same principles can't be put into place. I don't want a government-driven economy, Newt. I want a free enterprise-driven economy with the appropriate incentives that will generate rapid growth. We did it under Kennedy. We did it under Reagan. We've done it under Trump. Under President Trump, we can do it a second time. That's my vision. That's my view. Not everybody agrees, but I think we will come through this and do very, very well once the virus is sufficiently subdued or eliminated. Because the president made the decision to really trust the governors, this is going to be a great experiment in how things evolve, because some of the more liberal states are going to be very high tax, very bureaucratic, very regulatory. Other states are going to be very entrepreneurial, very open, very friendly to creating jobs. And my guess is in the next six or eight months, you're going to have a remarkable test case of which model works better and which model leads back to prosperity with physical safety. It's truly one of the great experiments in American history. I never underestimate the capacity for change. And I know that some states have a very big government, high tax and regulate model that hadn't worked very well for them. Increasingly, I think among the states, the low tax, low regulate incentive model has worked very well. There's been a shift in the output of the United States and the resources into these limited government states, I'll just call them. Now, I don't want to prejudge anything. I mean, right now, I want everybody to succeed. I mean, I myself have had great conversations with governors who would be considered left of center, but we're just trying to solve this massive health and safety problem. As far as future economic policies, we'll see. You know, maybe there'll be some changes. President Trump's leadership on economic reforms Going back to the deregulation and tax reforms, I think that leadership will exert a lot of influence, provide a good example. So we will see, Newt. 
you know me, I'm ever the optimist. Let's see how this plays out. Right now, May is going to be transition. I think May is going to be a turning point. I don't think it's going to be a miracle overnight, but I do think it's very possible that when we get into the height of the summer, the shut-ins will give way to reopening, and we will see the American entrepreneurial spirit revive again. I think we have to assure people that we will be on top of the health and safety. That gives them confidence. And then we have to make sure we have the necessary incentives so that they will, in fact, go back to work and start reinvesting and so forth. I believe it can be done. I've never seen anything quite like this. You know, you and I have been pals for 40 years, maybe more. You were a great supply sider with the Jack Camp Group. This is something we've never seen before. The scale of it, the shock of it, the speed of it, I don't know of anything comparable, maybe World War II. This is an enormous impact on our society. And I think the president and his entire team have done an astonishing job in a totally new and different environment. It's been remarkable. I think that the history of this country is we do recover from shocks better than anybody else because we are free, democratic, open society with wonderful opportunities. I frankly think part of the American backbone, particularly in crises, is a great belief in faith, Newt. Faith in the country, faith in our future, faith in a power greater than ourselves, whatever that may be. I think faith is gonna play a big role here. And so I just always encourage people to think in those terms. We will get through this. We will get through this. Thank you to my guest, Larry Kudlow. You can read more about the plan for restarting the economy on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Debbie Myers, and our producer is Garnsey Slump. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich360. Please email me with your comments at newt at newtsworld.com. And if you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. On the next episode of Newt's World, we're going to explore China's responsibility for having lied to the entire planet, costing well over 200,000 lives before it's over costing trillions of dollars in economic growth before it's over, and what should be done about it. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. Ever thought about owning a piece of history? Introducing the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition silver coin celebrates the historic Republican victory in 1994, marking a turning point in American politics. Give a gift with real historical weight this season. Order now at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.